Hi everybody and welcome back. Uh, Ray and Steve here. We are here with a new episode of the Card Historian. This is episode number five. Uh, we are going to focus on card grading today. Uh, as you can see at the bottom, I have the episode titled "It's a Shame About Ray." Uh, not because I'm a huge Lemonheads fan, but because we're going to be talking about my first grading order. Although I am a huge Lemonheads fan. And uh, Steve is here, obviously, and Steve is going to talk us through it. Tell me if I did good, tell me if I did bad, tell me anything in between. And uh, other than the one card that I've talked about that I got graded, which is surprisingly still listed in my order history, this is my first real grading order. So I'm interested to hear what Steve has to say. Steve also has some thoughts of his own about a recent order he had come in, which we'll hear about. How's it going, Steve? What's new, man? I'm doing pretty well. Getting some orders back finally. Uh, yes, sir. Supposedly so, getting one this week, so I'm pretty excited. Yeah, the last couple times we've been talking, we've been talking music. So now we're back to baseball and uh, getting back into this. And so this was my literal first grading order. Uh, we talked about this. You knew about this. We, we talked about this. So I have it up on the screen here, so I'm just going to dive right in. So the first one I have on the list here, number one, is 2022 Topps Chrome Wander Franco Black and White Diamond, uh, Black and White Mini Diamond Refractor, excuse me, which is uh, showing up on the screen. Gem Mint 10, I was, I was excited uh, when I first got back into the hobby. Uh, I remember you said to me before I pulled this card out, you said if there's a guy you want to get in this set, it's Wander Franco. And uh, you and I were talking on the phone when I pulled this card out of the out of the pack. So the fact that this came back at 10, I was over the moon. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's at where it should be um, as far as wealth or worth at the moment. But that's a whole other side issue. Um, tell me your tell me your thoughts on how you think I did on good old Wander. Well, that's a straight up home run. Uh, couldn't ask for better. Not to mention that. Wander and the Rays, for that matter, are on a tear. They've come down to earth a little bit, but they rattled off 12 wins to start the season. Um, yeah, they have a scary good team going on over there, and this guy is a big, big part of it. Um, and for it being his rookie, you know, there was some overlap with products into 2023 just because of supply chain issues and whatnot. But first, this is a beautiful card. Um, Thank you. I've not seen this card in person, but I've seen many diamonds. I think it's a great idea. Uh, I believe there are four per box. Mm. Uh, so the odds of pulling one are already pretty slim. Um, I don't know the exact production numbers on them. I'm sure somebody out there has figured them out by now. Um, but, you know, at only four cards per box, it's going to take you a while to pull one. Um, personally, and, you know, I have no say in the value of cards. But I think this card, because of its scarcity and being a 10 hmm. i mean this should be a five to six hundred dollar card all day long yeah you know and yeah the market's been kind of all over the place i mean i know baseball is just getting underway and that's kind of one of the growing pains with selling throughout the year you know people got to get back into watching it you know apparently there's a whole bunch of usfl fans or something that aren't watching baseball right now but th this is a great card i mean you yeah. couldn't have guessed for better other than you know being autographed or something, I, I think like you said, I, I hit a home run. I was very, and I've never gotten a ten. So for the fact that, that you know that's the first card that was a ten, that that was kind of cool. 
This second one threw me because I didn't think I would get a 10 just because of the color. Yeah. So give me your thoughts on O'Neill. Well, just to piggyback off that, black cards alone, and anybody's been in the hobby for any length of time, no. Black is tough. The littlest thing shows the other, you know, the, the actual white card underneath. And just going back to the earlier episodes as far as getting into the hobby, this is why when you're opening stuff, you sleeve immediately when you get stuff like this. Uh, just sitting around on a, you know, on a pile, something can happen. Um, this is a very valuable card. Uh, from an expensive, already, already super expensive set. So to get a 10 on a card that is black, which looks sharp as hell with the pirate colors. Yeah, it does. You know, um, this guy is going to have a career. He, he's just, he, uh, he can do it all. I mean, the numbers aren't quite up there yet, but he's young. He's you good, know, Pirates brought him up pretty quick. Um, he's going to be one to watch. I love watching him. and I do too. I don't see many Pirates games. When I do, I leave them on for him and Key Brian Hayes. I just love seeing play. My my late uncle was a, a Pirates nerd, and he did not hesitate in telling me how much he hated the ownership. But he loved O'Neill Cruz, and he loved Key Brian Hayes. And I agree with you. I like O'Neill Cruz, too, and Key Brian Hayes. And the fact that I paid $150 and I didn't know what I was getting into... And I, I got lucky, thank God, uh, and I'm, I'm making that point specifically because, you know, I could have just as easily uh, pulled, uh, what's his name, your, your buddy from Arizona, Buddy. Oh, Buddy. Buddy, yeah. buddy Lembeck from Charles in Charge. I could have pulled him, you know, and instead I got O'Neill Cruz. So, I mean, <laughs> I could have very easily taken a bath and... Uh, you know, I think I was telling you this the other day. I don't know that Tops Black is a set I would invest in, at least not every year, um, just because. Uh, am I wrong? Like it's it's pretty easy to lose your your behind uh, with with that. Yeah, I mean they're gorgeous. Don't get me wrong, they're gorgeous cards. This is more of what I would refer to as a breaker product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, breaker gets a case, mm-hmm. sells it by teams. You know, they probably double their money on their case or at least make 50% over what the case cost, you know, and people get their players from the team that they either won or if it was random teams, however it's done. That's what these products are for. Uh, if you buy a box looking to make money, it's not going to happen 99% of the time. You can hit a huge, you know, you can get a huge autograph, um, you know, get some cards, come back you know, like this, graded as a 10. But the fact is you could have gotten five or six cards, whatever was in there, of just yeah, quad A no players. Yeah. yeah, the checklist is actually pretty big for a, a more limited production set. And and I'm happy you said that because I, I think based on your explanation, I kind of fall into that 1%. And I'm not saying this is the, the pick of the litter for this set, but the fact that I ended up with this at least paid for the box, in my opinion. Oh, definitely, so, yeah. You know. Um, and my second 10. So I was like, hey, I got two Steves. Um, for those of you that don't know, we're calling 10 Steves now because Steve only gets 10. That's, that's how he rolls. <laughs> and so, um, well, at least that's until the end of the episode, then your opinion may change. Well, PSA. PSA. PSA 10s, yeah. Fair enough. Um, so we're going to number three. Now we're getting back down to earth, back where I normally live in the land of eights. And uh, this is an eight. 
not the happiest guy, but I don't care because this is staying with me because I'm a Yankee guy and this is Aaron Judge. I wasn't going to send this one in, Steve, because this is not an Aaron Judge rookie card. Uh, it's just an insert that I pulled. And uh, I just said, hey, Steve, I like Aaron Judge. What should I send in? And you said, send in the beam team. And so that's what I did. And I like it. It's a snazzy, snazzy card. Um, give me your thoughts on uh, good old beam team, AJ. I'm still not seeing it being an A. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, centering with cards like this with no defined border is a little tough to tell. But just to the naked eye, looking like at the center of the card, it looks centered. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't see anything to make it an eight. Now, yeah. again, I'm not a professional grader, mm -hmm. but I mean, a nine even I think would have been probably eh, okay. Yeah. You know, but if it's something you're just going to keep for yourself, it's sharp looking. It looks great in the case. So I think too, I, I have a soft spot for beam teams because even back when we collected initially as kids, they were a thing. They started okay. in basketball, um, yeah. and you know, to be around that long and brought back into the baseball product, I thought they did a great job with the art design on them. They look like a beam team card. I, yeah. Next one is is the unicorn of the whole thing for me. Uh, this is Adley Rushman, uh, the superstar catcher for the Orioles. Um, I'll be honest with everybody. I sent this one in rather than his base rookie from this set. This is 2023 Tops. Uh, this is just an insert, but it's still a rookie. I sent this in just because it was cool looking. Uh, it's speckled. It, it has color to it. It has the rookie insignia. The the regular cards are just white. They have the weird white stars on the borders. They're not my favorite looking aesthetically, so I thought this would be pretty, uh, prettier. Uh, aesthetically more pleasing. This came back in 8. Again, no border, so I don't really see it uh any thoughts on adley here steve i'll tell you from looking at it now and with the better high-res pictures here the front looks perfect i'm looking at where the the two the first two from 2022 is and the last letters of his two names hmm. and those those margins look perfect hmm. top to bottom i'm kind of going from like where the tops logo is and what's underneath like the line underneath his name that looks perfect the only negative thing i see and it shouldn't have made it an eight on the back it is slightly off center left to right oh. uh, it's kind of really to me i again been doing this for a bit uh the uh side on the right is definitely thinner than the left i mean unless you're talking you know murderers row guys they don't really sell for much and so this bad boy sold today uh, for a whopping $9.95. So I lost money big time on, uh, on good old Adley here. And, you know, that's going to happen. And, and I'm not saying this because I have sour grapes. I mean, I do have sour grapes. But I think the important thing to know, and Steve, you could confirm this, is you know, that's going to happen no, yeah. no matter how long you do this. I, and, and anything done by a human has room for error? And, I, and I'm not at all bashing PSA right now. I I would marry them uh, with the cars I've been getting back, but yeah. I, I just I, I'm not seeing it on some of these eights. Like I said, that little bit of off centering, but yeah. to me it looks like it's still 45-55, which is still around nine tolerance. Yeah. Um, it's not horribly so, and the front to me looks perfect. 
and I have two of these myself. Uh, yeah. That's what they look like. So either every single one is printed wrong, which is unlikely, mm -hmm. although some of their quality control could be questionable at the moment, but um, which is why I didn't buy Topps Chrome from 2022. Uh, yeah. They butchered them. But yeah, I, I don't see it. That should have been a nine all the way, and that would have put you in the you know in the black. Now, obviously, I don't have this one anymore. But had I held on to it, would this have been a cracker or not worth it? I, I might have, because uh, a nine is profit. But then you have to look at paying grading fees twice. Yeah. Now he is like been on a fleet with five for five his first game, four for four last week. Like, he's really tearing the cover off the ball. Uh, a nine could still probably hit a hundred bucks. Prado, uh, rookie auto, uh, so not anything to write home about right now. But uh, I, you know he, he's been getting, he's been making some noise. Uh, tell me what you know about Nick Prado. I'll tell you, I, I caught a Royals game last weekend. His glove is astounding. Like mm. the hitting's gonna come. Um, he is again a younger guy. I think there's a lot of upside in this card. Um, yes, sir. You know, it could be one maybe to. I mean, you, know, you, you got to sell what you got to sell, yeah. but there's a lot of upside that might, you know, if it doesn't sell, it might not be a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, might get more money out of it down the road. The fact that that came back a nine, was that worth sending in? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think he has a ton of upside. The one downside he plays for the Royals. Yeah. But, you know, they have a tendency of getting rid of guys. If he ends up somewhere in a year or two, like Yankees, yeah. Dodgers, Mets, hell, right now even the Phillies or Braves, I could see his stuff exploding. Right. Cool, man. Well, that's good to hear. And yeah. this was my official first autograph, uh, so that was kind of neat. And uh, so I was happy that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm never going to complain about a nine. Because if you complain about a nine, you're 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 doing this for the wrong reasons. I think. I think on that note, what gets lost in the hobby, people get ten obsessed, and I get it. You know, there's definitely a monetary difference, but nine means it's mint. It says right there on the thing that it's mint. <laughs> I think nines are underpriced, and I, do too. I really hope the hobby catches up with that. I have no problem with tens being an upper echelon and you know, grossly more money. Nine is still mint. <laughs> That's basically what we've always looked for from way back until now were mint cards. Uh, there was a huge dealer back in the 80s, Mr. Mint. He had ads in every I magazine out met there. Him. Alan Rosen is now. Yep. I remember him. Beard, little mustache, his glasses. Cool dude. But, uh, you know, Mint is the name of the game. That's a mint card. You know, I just think nines get too much negativity thrown at them for no reason. On to the next one here, number six. This one surprised the heck out of me, and I, I just threw it in there just for the heck of it. This is Jazz Chisholm Jr. Um, the reason I sent this in is because if you look at the back on the bottom right there, it's numbered uh, out of 35, I believe. So, 35 of 88. Or Pardon me, 35 of 88, excuse me, thanks. I love this idea, I, and I hope that this was Fanatic's influence now that they own Tops and doing some different things with especially Chase inserts. These are not an easy pull uh, in general. Uh, you can get plenty of the regular base 88 Tops anniversary cards. Um, 
and just as a side note, they, each year they progress one. So next year will be 89 tops, 90, and so on. To do it on the heritage stock, which is legitimately almost like, you know, roughed paper, like the old cards were uh, in 88, and to number them to 88, um, there's just a lot of built-in value. Because uh, these all-star cards, inserts, for the most part, are all the top players. There are rookies, and some might up and out, but as far as regular players, all the big names are in here. Uh, I have one as well, and now, after seeing yours, I'm encouraged to send it in. I have a Dylan Carlson nice. uh, heritage stock. Uh, it's a brilliant idea. I love it. It sticks right out when you get it in the pack. Uh, Jazz Chisholm, I mean, it, that is not a bad name to pull. Mm -hmm. He started a little slow this year, but the dude's on the cover of the show. Um uh, he plays with the Marlins, but he's part of a very, very good young core, and he's the one leading the pack. Uh, so he's exciting to watch. Probably one of, the, one of the more exciting players in the game. Uh, he catches a lot of crap for some of his antics on the field, but you know, to me, it's fun. It makes the game fun. You should be able to celebrate a home run. Just saying. Uh, but yeah, I, I love these cards. Uh, getting a ten on that is is pretty huge. You know, it's a second year. But still, again, a limited number card. Ten. So, can't go wrong. Yeah, this uh, is the one I wanted to see. Yeah, so this one I have a little bit of a story about. Uh, I don't know why it came up that way, but oh well, we'll go with it. So this is Michael Jordan, uh, 95 metal, uh, nuts and bolts insert. Uh, my father, uh, who has passed away when I was a kid, we, we collected cards when I was a, a little boy, 11-year-old boy, and I found this in my basement in a binder, and uh, in Steve's uh, suggestion, I sent it in, and I didn't care what this came back. I just, this was just for something, uh, for sentimental reasons, so... The fact that this has been sitting in a binder in my mom's basement for 25 years and came back in eight, I'm not going to complain about that. Um, I saw one of these in eight just sell the other day for about 20 bucks. So, I mean, the value, unfortunately, is not there. But just the color and the design, it is a sharp-looking card. So yeah. Give, give me your thoughts on good old MJ. Fleur Metal, in general, I think was a great set idea. Um, from a grading perspective, it can be tough. Uh, especially surface-wise on the front and chipping along the edges and stuff like that. Uh, but this looks pretty spot-on. I can't really judge the centering because I can't really see where the name at the bottom begins and ends. Yeah. Um, but it looks good top to bottom. Mm -hmm. um, maybe on the back a little bit. Yeah. Again, I, I'm kind of not seeing that grade, you know, yeah. just from looking at the picture. Um, it's still, like I said, sentimental reasons, awesome card. And it's yeah. awesome looking card. That's what I like. The the whole metal set, like you said, just aesthetically it looks cool. I also thought it was interesting, and I don't know, maybe you can expand on this if they did this a lot. The jerseys are different. He has, you know, the the home jersey, the red one on the front, and then the, the other jersey on the back, and he has a goatee on the back, and he's clean shaven on the front. Is that normal? To have two completely opposite photos like that that's I, I noticed jersey wise they did that a lot um i didn't know about the goatee though i don't even re remember jordan having the goatee i remember the mustache and the little yeah but wow overall for my first order for seven cards to get three tens i was 
I was pretty ecstatic. Uh, any any thoughts on how I did overall? Really good. I, I do think you kind of maybe got screwed on a few, but you got the tens where they had to be. Cool. And that's kind of important with a set. Like, even when I'm sending in bigger orders, most of them are, are big cards, uh, which I'll show in a moment. Um, but I also throw in stuff that might not get tens, but that I want for myself. Again, being a Mets fan, you know, I'll send some Mets cards that maybe I wouldn't normally send in. Um, although Pete Alonso is horrifically undervalued, everyone. <laughs> Just putting right that out now. there to the hobby. Right. They're, 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 guy has 10 home runs already come on now yeah, yeah. but anyway Cooper's <laughs> talent we all know exactly it's it's just it's horrible how undervalued <laughs> the guy is um but you know to do that and especially when they have like the 15 and 16 dollar sales like you know obviously be, again being a Mets fan have tons of yeah. Pete rookies i'll probably send one of each one in the best one i could pick out of each one from all the sets that year and then I'll you know, put them on my shelf. You know, they won't be the rest of the cards will make up for the order and maybe a little profit. But uh, yes, sir. You know, with grading, it's quite all right to get stuff done that you like. You know, yeah. that, that's an important part of. It. I think that gets a little lost in this kind of rat race of trying to flip and make money. Uh, it does, but I want to interject and I want to make a counterpoint to that. And, and the Adley Rushman is a is a perfect example. I mean, it's it's really easy to lose your butt uh, if 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 you make too many mistakes like that. And uh, you know, thankfully, you know, I didn't lose the house because uh, I the good stuff came back at ten. Um, but, uh, you know, in, in certain cases, like this one especially, because it was a seven-card order, this was $25 a card. You know? Yeah. So it's not uh, – they're not always winners. But, uh, you know, it, 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 I'm lucky that I have a, a, a friend like Steve around that uh, can advise me on, on these things, and that's why we want to make these videos for everybody. So if anybody does decide they want to pick this stuff back up as a hobby – uh, hopefully this these videos you know whether you love them or hate them at least give you some kind of guide on what you should be looking at because you know it it's an awesome thing to get into and it's it's bringing back a lot of memories to, for me as a middle-aged man uh, getting back into card collecting but uh, you know the whole fact that you could go broke in a hurry uh, has not been lost on me either so I just I wanted to make that point for those people out there I'm all for grading cards that you know you have your favorite teams your favorite players but also be aware that if that's what you're doing it for that's fine but you're also investing in having a, a conversation piece and not uh, an item to make money on either so am i being a little too over dramatic here steve I don't know. no that, that's exactly why it's good to do that when there's sales yeah. like there's no way i would send in like a jeff mcneil rookie at 25 bucks to get graded. Right. I just wouldn't. I mean, even though the guy, you know, I believe he won the batting title last year. I could yeah, be off there. But, you know, again, a little bit undervalued. But, you know, he's kind of a quiet guy, sticks to himself. Yeah. He's basically, a, you know, a contact hitter. But I, I would not get that graded for 25. 15? Hmm. Maybe. You know, so, like, that's would be the time to do it is when they're having sales 
Yeah, or, yeah. you know, if you need to do 20 to get a, a price break and you need three cards, well, then maybe throw three in that you're going to keep, that you know you're going to keep, and honestly don't even care about the grade. Yeah. You know, but, yeah, it's still, you got to keep in mind what you're putting out and what you might get back. Very true. And so we'll end my part of the episode with this, and then I'm going to throw it to Steve because he has some comments on an order that he wants to share, uh, which I cannot wait to hear. Um, I have a couple bulk orders coming in, so they'll be uh, coming up in future episodes here. Um, I did sign up for the PSA Collectors Club. It was 99 bucks. The reason I did that, for those that don't know, is the only way you can get bulk pricing is if you sign up for the Collectors Club. So for me, the $99 is worth it. Basically, you have to send in a minimum of about 20 cards most of the time. Uh, so it is a little bit pricey, but you're getting about a five six dollar discount sometimes more per card So you're talking sixty hundred dollar discount per order uh, And I think that's what Steve was referring to so those uh, This first epi- this first order was just kind of a test run. I was very happy with it and you know, I was very happy with uh, you know, Steve's comments pretty much mirrored what I thought. So, there the we go. Sports Card HQ. I think if you search that, it'll come right up. I'm not in any way affiliated with the company yeah. at all. I have nothing to gain by showing this other than it is a solid starter packet. Right on. Um, and basically, just real quick, it has an expanding magnifying glass with light. It kind of pops up. You get some microfiber cloths and white gloves. Uh, jeweler's loop. And I don't have it in here, but also a card grading overlay for centering. So everything that you need, it comes in one nice box, fits back in there, easy to keep, handy. You know, you could definitely get higher end things to do all this as you get into it. But starting out, go that way, get everything in one go. Um, It's good quality. Uh, The price was ridiculously cheap uh, for how good the quality was. But... You know, again, no affiliation. They're not in any way you know, giving us money to do that. I just, if something's good, I'm going to tell you about it. And if something sucks, like BGS, I'm going <laughs> to tell you about it. That's what we're here for, man. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And that, I think that's a really great place to stop. I really think this episode was great. And hopefully everybody that watches it enjoys it. Definitely like, subscribe, comment, like Steve said. Anybody that knows about Beckett that wants to talk about uh, edges or anything, you know, get the discussion going, and uh, and we'll get back to you. But uh, you know, we'll we'll be seeing you guys again soon, either on this or on counting tracks. So make sure you check that out if you haven't already. That's on the channel, uh, music podcast that we do. And uh, as always, thanks to Steve for coming on and doing this. And uh, we will see you guys next time. For Steve, this is Ray Card Historian, episode number five. We will see you next time. Bye, everybody. <laughs>